The truth of the matter is, the money Mike in the original script got in the bathroom, and that's what Ricky Smiley was okay with. Cat Williams had to take the risk in front of the studios and the cast and our powers that be in his very first movie and say respectfully, humbly, guys, the problem with Friday After Next is we're trying to make a classic comedy. And this comedy involves a and is never funny no matter who it happens to or what the circumstances are. If you would allow me to allow us to do this movie without a black man getting in it, I promise you that it will be twice as funny as it would be with him getting This guy is like scrambling in a bathroom while a massive man like tries to grab at him to like unclothe him and is like, this is so, I remember being like, this is horrifying. Like, this is not yeah. funny at all. And I think the question there is, why did they think it was like even the scene as it was carried out why did we think that was funny when it comes to this illuminati shit the people who decide what ideas people should see whose suffering is or is not comedy all of that is determined by things that we might describe as like sexism misogyny patriarchy white supremacy etc if you kick back against that and say actually i'd rather not play a shucking and jiving motherfucker and people say well if you want to make it you have to that's illuminati shit it's a red flag. I don't know if y'all if y'all know though, but actually I recently learned this that Cat Williams actually currently holds the woman's record in deadlift and bench press. A lot of people don't know that shit. I never knew. Yeah. A lot of people That's don't know a lot of the stats that he that he he's carrying. He's really the first man to do like Olymp Olympic bronze medalist, right? Olympic bronze medalist in that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Platinum medalist as well, actually. Uh, but that's yeah. in uh, Cambodia. Mm. But yeah, it was a different in, part in ninety in ninety two. I, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, mm. I was there. Yeah. I was there. I was he there too. Oh my God! Speaking of Cat Williams, the the interview heard around the motherfucker. Michael Jackson world. called him Christmas. You ever met a man that gave you a little nickname like that? No, mm -mm, me neither. This nigga is one of the greatest to ever. Do it. He's oh he's God. he's actually fucking incredible. Motherfucker yeah. hasn't. I mean, he's been doing specials and stuff, but he's been in the background for like ages as like the the comics comic. This motherfucker comes on twenty million views in three days. Twenty five. 25 one the day thing on shay shay's shit bro ever by like by, by a factor of like 10 my nigga like just to just one of my favorite parts of that interview was when when, <laughs> when Uck was like is that man i sure hope i have club shay shay after this can't we yeah. say oh this is about to be in a whole other dimension after this yeah oprah's coming next nigga. Yeah. <laughs> we called it nigga was not fucking lying bro that channel got 600 got over 600,000 new subscribers just off since that. that interview launched 10 he, over 10 million in one day how the fuck and it's not even the best interview so on there i'm just being frank he, i'm i'd be surprised because i like i was gonna say this i don't watch podcasts i sat there and watched the full two and a half hours without pausing it or speeding the shit up like i wasn't watching it on some content shit i just it just happened to be on and i watched the whole thing yeah that motherfucker is an entertaining conversationalist oh yeah or speaker absolutely he dropped a lot of good gems how did in he, it, but density. also he just he hit everything. Oh he did the whole culture. He did the whole last the year whole, in two hours. And said this gonna be the best thing smoking in 2024. 2024 is the year of the truth. Clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The lies have come out into the sunlight.
But anyway, we do need to get into this shit. Welcome everybody to Waving the Red Flag, the number one wholesome hip hop and real organized crime podcast in the universe. It's your boy Eddie, it's Josh, it's Alvin. And today we're here to talk about uh, the only real nigga left in all of Hollywood. Mm. Uh, Money Mike. Mm, Josh. You know what I'm saying? Josh, yeah, yeah. Josh. <laughs> the, only, the only real one left. Josh. I didn't say it, but that's if that's what the people it's are saying. True. That's what the street that is what that is the what the people are saying. The people said it. That's where I heard it from. Hey, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm just I'm just here to defend that Josh isn't, you know, synonymous with fuckboys, unlike, you know, some other commenters, no, no, no. tweeting deleters. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry. It happens. It happens to all of us, man. Nobody's <laughs> nobody's without their detractors, you know, or temporary. I got plenty of fans, but I ain't shit without my haters. As Freddie Gibbs would say, you know what that's I mean? It, it. <laughs> okay, first of all, is he bullshitting, or is he is he like is he a lot he of it is bullshit? The truth, really. A lot, a lot of it is I really. Can't tell, man. A lot of it is really? verified I bullshit. Yeah. I, I finished so, that interview and I was like, damn, Cat Williams really is. The strongest, fastest, smartest, most funniest, most kind, tallest motherfucker that's under five so, six that I've ever met. Like it's okay. just so believable. So like what happened? What happened afterwards is you have a lot of people that are pussyfooting around, basically saying that most of what he's saying is bullshit, and they're trying to do it in a diplomatic way. So they're saying that like some of the lower hanging kind of things that he said was bullshit. Guy Tory put out something that basically was like. Oh, you said that Cedric the Entertainer didn't do this. Here's some proof that Cedric the Entertainer actually did do this. I'm not taking sides. Please don't call me out, cat. <laughs> right, nobody wants but, to smoke. Yeah, so like Lavelle Crawford has said some shit. Like it's it's a lot of stuff that has come out that enough of it has been called out as bullshit. And the tone in which people are calling it out as bullshit is one of fear mm. that it impugns the validity of most of it for me. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the shit that he said though also feels like it's almost true as well. Like, I'm a, I'm like I feel like I feel like eighty 60% to eighty five percent. I feel like eighty to eighty five percent is true. I think that's probably fair, Josh. Strong validity like behind it. Yeah, eighty five percent true is that's true as fuck. That's I, yeah. like well, fifty fifty is like good points. Like over it's, that's a b plus like 85 percent correct and and that 15 percent for me is just like okay with like the whole like illuminati you know you get a ugly face light-skinned wife yeah. type shit and like you know you give up the whole so like that was like ah you weren't necessarily and it was, there, but you it saw was a the lot result. it was a lot of that though man it was a lot it of was, that though it was a lot but the the, the overall premise though was like gatekeepers like powers that be within yes. the, uh, within the industry that yes. stuff and like being in these rooms i do feel like that part was true but like just which is like the 85 percent. but then like that 15 percent was like here's here's a package set that you get which yeah. you know but let me tell you one of the best comments i saw about this shit was somebody said that uh this cat williams interview was the equivalent of kendrick lamar's control verse he said got everybody responding Ludacris threw out a verse. And I will say about that, right? The control verse was actually fucking mid. <laughs> so like But this wasn't. This if, this if, this if, what this, this was this I think this was better if I'm looking at comparative scales in the control verse, but I don't think it was as earth shattering as like the views and the zeitgeist wanted to believe. So and, and that's why like I brought that point up because I definitely thought the control verse was ass. Like everybody who responded to the control verse in like earnest did better than the control verse. Like I've said Cap. in I'm sorry. 
I no, I I I'll give you the prime example. Like when Lupe Fiasco did his control response and motherfucker rapped in fucking German for fucking sixteen bars. Fucking brilliant shit. When fucking brilliant, but who when, the fucking understand German? When fucking when fucking <laughs> Big Crit dropped Mount Olympus. Now that that's the one I had on my Mount mind. Mount Mount Olympus. Mount of- if and 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 what Big Crit did in that response was he said effectively in in that song why this song won't be as big as Control's verse. But if it, but if you take out, out out those factors like the southern bias, the pe- the way that people look at people that sound the way he sounds, like that probably would have fucking destroyed Kendrick's career. Fucking, I know you lame when you was in school with a little fame you ain't used to. Like, and he talked about how he stole all his swag from three sets and all that kind of shit. Like, anyway, any, anyway, <laughs> anyway. But I feel very similar, you know, to a lesser degree about about the control verse as I feel about this Cat Williams interview. It's kind of yeah. like, oh yeah, that like this was fun. This was a fun internet time. I see. I feel like this whole cat like interview was just more high density than any other ones. Cause like you, you've got like Azalea Banks and you've got 50 cent, you've got like Charleston white and Kanye and those who like every so often they say some crazy shit. You really haven't had somebody sit down for an entire long interview and pretty much every single two minute interval of what they've said was some interesting shit that people want to respond to. I, I, I haven't, I don't know any, any interview that's, that's been like that maybe not other, other than other other honestly other than other cat williams interviews i don't yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say like oh maybe the r kelly shit or like some of those but it's like those are 15 minute things nobody's talking for two hours and every single five minute interval is a was, solid the, fucking other, cat day. it's it's only other it's cat interviews cat man did. yeah but bro like i think that's the thing though because like for one he is not afraid to speak his mind or at the bare minimum what he believes to be the truth from oh, his yeah. own perspective. And it was so controversial because like very rarely do you actually get like a comedian of his stature or someone who is known call out like other very, very big names That's who true. are like more successful in the industry and say, this is some bullshit. They stole X, Y, and Z. Here's how they got to that point. Here's what happened behind the scenes. And then people love that type of content. People love drama. People love exposing of mm-hmm. the truth. and da-da-da. So of course, of course people flock to it. And oh, him being such a good um a good talker. Oh, he's like, exceptional. He's very he's good. Exceptional. Come on. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. Because one, he's fucking hilarious. Because obviously he's a professional yeah. comedian. But as he said, he constructs the English language for a living. That motherfucker does a great, like, revelatory seriousness. Like yes. he, when he tells you some shit, you really think that this nigga just gave you the keys to the way the world works, even if he's bullshitting. This nigga said nobody killed Tupac, and that's the same nobody who killed Biggie. And that's the same person that shot Malcolm X, too. It's a lot of nobodies out there, and nobody minds if nobody comes up missing, right? That don't bother nobody, does it? Certainly doesn't bother me. That shit don't mean anything, but it sounds so good. You're like, like oh fuck, you God. just unveiled some new shit. Like, I'm going to be thinking about that shit for a week. For week. Like, what does that mean? I'm going to write a dissertation. Dissertations. Dissertations. Yeah. <laughs> And who said anything about it? Nobody. Media, stu- oh, media shit, studies classes at HBCUs nationwide will be <laughs> The CIA was taking notes when he said that shit. Yeah. Shout outs to the nobodies of the so world. You're predicting this is going to be a nobody situation. I'm making no predictions okay. whatsoever. Um, But here's my two things that I think are bullshit from him, not necessarily in terms of, ooh, and I hope we don't get big enough that Cat Williams ever knows about, them, about us. But <laughs> I did two things. you you just gotta, you just gotta do it how everybody else is doing it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do how everybody else is doing it. Like, I'm gonna call this out and I'm gonna put some pictures up here that says that cat was wrong. I'm not picking sides. 
But this is nah, what I, you gotta do. Like, how everybody else doing? But that's just man, even that, that even <laughs> that just goes to show you the validity and why some people might be like, "Hey, he might not be the person I want to fuck with." That's one hundred percent what's happening. People are like, see, "I'm not fucking with him." Yeah, but see, here's here's what my issues are and what I think is bullshit and what he said, which is not. I don't think that he lied, but I think he's doing. There's something about his personality which is very much like a lot of what feels like constructed humility in order to say I'm actually secretly the best at everything. And oh, 100%. disagrees with me is terrible at everything. And yes. it's very, it's very delude, like delusional. And don't get me wrong. He is like, he, he's on my top 10 list before most of the comedians he had beef with are. Yes. I'll he's definitely that. better than Cedric. Like, he's definitely better than Cedric. Come on. And I would, and I would argue, and I know people don't agree with this. I, I think he's funnier than Chappelle by far. He said that he's not. I think that he, he's way higher on the list to me than Chappelle. I think he's funnier. I think his stand up is funnier than Chappelle. I think Sta- that, yeah, stand up, stand up. I in think terms comedian of a better writer than that's a yeah. That's what, that's what on I'm stage, thinking about. But in terms of stage presence and all that kind of stuff, I agree. But go ahead. I'm sorry to. So, but I think that the thing where where it turns into bullshit is where he says he, it's similar to Mo, to Monique, though I think Monique Monique is a lot more legitimate in her grievances. But a yes. lot of it is like I'm blackballed because I'm too real, because I won't compromise, because I won't sell my asshole and join the Illuminati. Which look, we don't know. Maybe all this Illuminati shit is real because we do know that the Harvey Weinstein shit is real. We do know that the Brian Singer shit is real. We do know that sexual coercion is a big part of Hollywood. Island. That's a, Epstein Island. So these are these are facts. These are no longer conspiracies that are said in hushed tones about like you know what happens in Hollywood. We know that these things are actually factually part of what it is to make it in Hollywood. But that doesn't completely discount people's successes. And right. when Kevin Hart said the reason that Cat Williams didn't make it to where Kev was is not because Kev sold his fucking soul. It's because Cat Williams. You keep pointing at Hollywood, Hollywood. This the white man. This this and this. When do you take responsibility for your actions? You had the shot. Cat was in that position at one you point. You were the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were set up to be the star. You didn't show up to work. You fucked off promo shoots. You fucked off your promo fucking uh, trips that they had set up for you. You became a risk to the studios, which is why the studios stopped fucking with you. Why was he a risk? He chose drugs. Oh, okay. Didn't show up to auditions and didn't do promo and wouldn't be on the on the road yeah. doing like the marketing shit. He, he, yes. And, and that... I believe yes. because there was like a decade long period where Cat the only basically time he heard said about it. Cat Williams was fucking shit up. He was in jail. He in the interview he says he was in jail thirty fucking times. So you're telling yes. me in Cat one part of the interview this you shit brag in about the, interview. the fact that you've been arrested thirty fucking times for the same goddamn charge? If it's dangerous to be in the hood and you have to have a gun on you for protection and it's either judged by twelve or carried by six, I'm always gonna have my heater on me. So if you want to tell me that you're gonna pull me over fifteen times looking for it, I'm gonna tell you fifteen times you're gonna find it. I smoke cigarettes and weed. If you catch me fifteen times, fifteen times I'm gonna have it on me. But somehow that's totally unrelated to your industry troubles. You're saying those two things have nothing to do with because he's again genius conversationalist. He goes, "I've been blackballed, and it has nothing to do with me being a bad or inconsistent performer." By the way, another cool thing about me: I've been arrested thirty fucking times for the same goddamn crime, and nobody said anything about those two or, things being related to each other. Or like, I'll even I'll take it a step further, and I think you bring up a brilliant point. So I'm not discounting; I'm adding to it. There was also a point in that interview where he said that there was a stretch where every role that Kevin Hart ultimately took yeah. was something that came across his desk and he turned down for X, Y, Z reason. 
when you want to be big in Hollywood, when you want to be Kevin Hart, because Kevin Hart has this this ethos of I want to be a mogul, I want to be a brand, yeah, I want to be big. 100%. Sometimes you got to take some shit that you don't necessarily want to do to further your aims and get your mm. your name out there. In the knee. Exactly. It looked like per, and I'm not, you know, I don't even have to speculate like past his words, per his words. It seemed like Cat Williams wasn't willing to do that, you know. And there are a lot of act- there are a lot of actors that like have done that and been able to do that to um, big success. Like Ryan Gosling has said that, like he was like, I had to take a couple of these blockbusters so I could make like you know Place Beyond the Pines and all that kind of shit for like no money. Like you know what I mean? Like I got yeah. I got to take a few of these things so I can do what I like. John C. Riley has said that like very publicly, you know. Like I got to do Davis fucking has said the same thing. Sacrifice. Exactly. See, but here's my thing. I think that actually goes to Cat's point. I think because it goes. I, I think I, it goes to Cat's point. But I'm just saying, like him, him, him saying, like it's an Illuminati thing, which is ultimately where I think that that ultimately went. I, I think, I think yeah, that's yeah. different. I think that's different than like I have to do a tentpole project to fund and be able me to like do the things I, I that disagree. I want to. I, you, Here, like, let me let me say, yeah, yeah. Let me get into it. <laughs> Like you can you can get in you can get into it, but like there's there are a lot of people like you don't even have to look in Hollywood to do that, right? I can talk about that, right? I took my current job as like my tent pole okay, job, me, no, so that one day I could do what I want to do. I'm not in the fucking Illuminati. Like that's not the same thing. That's not that's not the same thing. Yeah. The thing that I think when it comes to the Illuminati shit is, I think that the selling your soul Illuminati thing is kind of like, and it it can almost be interpreted as like a metaphorical hyperbole, which is. And this is something that I thought was really interesting. A metaphorical hyperbole is good. Yeah. I think that, or hyperbolic metaphor, whatever. But when Cat Williams said about the like attempted rape scene in Next Friday, where Terry Crews' character uh, attempts to brutally rape Money Mike. I, now, when I first saw that shit, like when I first saw, like, because that's Next Friday, right? When I it's first Friday saw after, that. Friday after, it's Friday after Next. Oh, it's Friday after Next. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, is, is that the third movie? Yes. yes. But Ricky's okay. Friday next. Because he also took shots at Ricky's Friday. Because it was Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Okay. Williams wasn't so, in the second one. Okay, gotcha. So in Friday after in in Friday after next, I remember watching that scene and being like, I don't like this. Like, I don't know what's Same. happening here, but I don't I don't like this. I don't like that this has been played for jokes. And to be fair, Money Mike is a sex trafficker, so I mean, he's kind of a villain, you know. In a, and that's a whole other part of the context of this. But making the rape of a man and or a person in general the joke is ridiculous and when cat williams said i promise y'all this movie will be twice as funny if you don't centralize the brutal rape of a person as like the punchline to a joke i felt that and i think the question there is why did they think it was like even the scene as it was carried out why did we think that was funny and so let me let me let me cook real quick i think that when we comes when it comes to this illuminati shit the argument i'm making is the people who decide what ideas people should see what ideas count as valid, whose suffering is or is not comedy, all of that is determined by things that we might, you know, our more educated guests might describe as like sexism, misogyny, patriarchy, white supremacy, etc. And I kind of view that as like, if you kick back against that and say, actually, I'd rather not play a shucking and jiving motherfucker. And people say, well, if you want to make it, you have to. That's Illuminati shit. Uh, so that's that's not what that particular segment was talking about. That segment is like Hugh Jackman doing like Wolverine when all he wants to do is lay Miserable. 
For that's black what people, that's, it's the same thing is my argument. From my perspective, I don't think it is. But also, I also think that if you remember the context of Next Friday, Money Mike was a villain. Like, he was a minor villain. I don't so disagree. Like, I don't disagree. So like, yeah. I, 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 I address that, though. Yeah, I think you mentioned it. I don't think you addressed Jokingly it. Jokingly raping a villain still still minimizes rape in a way that so, shouldn't be happening. No, and, and, I, and, I, and I agree, but what I'm saying is when you're putting this on a villain, it's it it... it it super muddies the waters in a way that's a little bit stronger than you and your in your asterisk kind of treatment of it a little bit more than the racial context of like there's a million black ways men to make were, a villain. black there's, men wearing a, a dress no because no because what you just said feels like black men wearing a dress that aren't if it feels like it feels like black men wearing a dress that's rape, what i'm saying rape, right. rape and rape and fem like being anti-rape and being femphobic are two totally different fucking things. so so i, I, I want to put the, the you know, spectrum but they're different. i want to put i want to put the concept in in the proper context here because what you okay. said was you were talking about something where you were being metaphorically hyperbolic as you stated so i'm saying like in the realm of when we're talking about those sort of things you can think of them very similarly in terms of this Illuminati gatekeeping kind of concept. So yes, what I think you're talking about in regards to how Cat Williams talking about it is equivalent to his conversations about black men wearing dresses. And I think that conversation gets a little bit more muddy when you're talking about a reprehensible character in the context of the character that they're doing it. But I ultimately agree with you that rape shouldn't be the punchline of a joke is all I'm saying. I think and I don't and I don't think that not wanting to do those two things is 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 tantamount to, you know, not doing Jumanji if it comes across your desk, which is what I think that initial conversation was about but but we don't get enough elaboration to include to 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 know that for certain like what i'm getting at is i think that cat williams can turn down multiple different roles for different reasons and those different reasons can have varying levels of like validity like turning down a rate a scene where he's brutally raped and turning down a scene where he wears a dress can be turned down for two different things the first one i agree with the second less so and so my point is when I, when we look at Viola Davis, when we look at because again, I think using white actors here or male like white male actors isn't the same thing as what I'm talking about. When we t- Viola, I, I watched Viola Davis do a like a like a keynote speech where she talked about her early career and what she saw about the future of her career. This was like 2014 or some shit like that. She said, "I did a bunch of roles where I'm a maid or a slave or a secretary and all of that kind of shit." And my goal was in taking those roles, I have the money to be able to make decisions to be able to be, you know, uh, Annalise Keating, to be able to be uh, the woman king, to be able to be uh, fucking uh, what's old girl's name uh, from Justice League, CCH Pounder, Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller, like to be able to be those roles. Now, when I first heard it, I thought this sounds like some coon shit to me. This sounds like justifying, like shucking and jiving in order to one day maybe make it. But at that time, Scandal hadn't hadn't really popped off yet. And a bunch of other her other shit hadn't popped off. How to get so away with I murder? Those, I, how to get away with murder? How to get away? With, oh yeah, sorry, my fault. Um, the Shonda verse. Um, how to get away with murder hadn't popped off yet. So I was like, you know, she kind of proved that her plan did work. But my question is whether or not that justifies, and and two, whether or not she should have had to do it. And I feel like when women, queer folks, black folks, whatever, are constantly fed that as their options you have to do this shucking and jiving shit if you want to make it and if cat is saying well look i don't want to have had to do that you give me a script and i say this is degrading to black men so here, make these adjustments and they say you know what we'll just give it to kev that is sellout shit that is so it's so it's so so it's not it's not in the context of that because you actually do have some context based on that on okay, that okay. right so cat williams actually gave a time frame so i forget okay. the roles that based on Cat Williams' time frame that, that Kevin Hart would have taken in that, but somebody's actually already looked at that. One of those roles okay, actually okay. was like Kevin Hart's like appearance in 40-Year-Old Virgin, 
was Cat was Kevin Hart's role in Forty yeah, Year yeah, Old Virgin? Yeah, that, like that exactly, that's, that's what I'm talking about. This is yeah. not this is not what you're talking about. This is what I said. Yeah. This is this is Hugh Jackman sure. saying I had to be Wolverine so I could do Les Miserables. Yeah. That's what yeah. Cat Williams is saying. It's not it's not what you're talking about. I will say this one thing though, like as far as like the whole uh, grape scene in Friday After Next. Ice Cube, once again, the goddamn Kendrick Lamar's control verse came out and did a video, like a 10 minute video of him like clarifying mm-hmm. on some of the things he said while saying like Cat Williams did say a lot of real shit. He said a lot of true shit, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. like there's some things I want to clarify. He was like, for one, there was never like a whole rape scene in Friday After Next, which I don't necessarily fully believe. I don't. I believe you know they did I mean? a cutaway scene. I believe that's what they probably had yeah, before. Like it was, they had it, that script scene. At least it was implied. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That Money Mike got got his uh, just come just do comings from whatever. With Cat Williams, oh, like you know, thing yeah, from like a, something like that. You know war. what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Like when I first saw it, and mind you, like I'm young. I'm not a whatever it is. But anyway, um, I thought that shit was hilarious. I thought that shit was hilarious when that motherfucker was it up. Was it Terry Crews? That, uh, had it was the, Terry. Yeah, it's it phone was Terry. books. Yeah, oh yeah, the phone, yeah, the phone books, books uh, the phone like book best, armor yeah. and shit. But yeah, uh, yeah. but then like even just I guess in that time like especially in the time when the movie was released like people still especially like back then like a lot of motherfuckers like would joke about male um, sexual assault victims like it's, and even today like it's not taken as seriously like it's taken a little bit more seriously but back in like it wasn't taken that serious especially with the in prison culture because that's the main thing don't drop the soap so I mean like that's not a far stress that some shit like that was in the script you know what I mean I believe Kat on that shit yeah so I mean but the way that he did it and flipped it I thought it was actually pretty hilarious because like the victim became the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that that was given the options. I think that was better. And I, yeah, but I just remember because the scene, okay, when he gets him by the vice grip, I agree that was kind of a better way of doing it more funny. But the moment where, like, this, this guy is like scrambling in a bathroom while a massive man, like, tries to grab at him to, like, unclothe him and rape him is like, this is so, I remember being like, this is horrifying. Like, this is not yeah. funny at all. Like yeah. this is terrifying. Like I don't like this at all. And then it, it then it turned into some other shit. And I was like, okay, cool. Okay. That's slightly okay. less worse for sure. It is horrifying. And you rem- y'all remember Fleece Johnson? I like you, the- and I yeah. want you. Now we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. Well, I don't think you and I will be doing anything any kind of way. Okay, I, I see you choosing the hard way. Uh, okay, cut. And we've joked that on that. That shit like, yeah. scared the. Fuck out of me. I was like, yo, I never want to be up in for like no, no. Oh, yeah. But when the oh, Boondocks the did it. Yeah. Y'all remember when the Boondocks recreated Fleece Johnson? And mm-hmm. they uh was uh and Tom was in the shower. He's like, I've been mm-hmm. watching you. You ain't watching behind your ears. Nothing. It was just like the comedic writing of it, but it's still yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but it was you can still find like, I guess, like the humor in it. I think it all kind of depends on like what the culture is. And I think making that joke when we know people don't take uh male sexual assault victims seriously is like that. We knew, we know that it was peak satire. It was, it was satire of that issue. Oh, in, yes. in Boondocks. Right. right. So, yeah. So in so Boondocks. Yes. Not, not in, not in, not in Friday, yeah. but definitely in Friday. Boondocks. You're going, this is unironically not something that matters. That That's what the joke is saying to everyone who's watching the movie. Hey, isn't it funny that this person was br- brutally raped? Is the is the joke, and it's like 
that ain't the way to go about it. You're, you're making the culture worse. So when yeah. Cat Williams says, I'm not doing that scene, I got to say, that's real nigga shit to me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. But I do, I'm highly doubtful of the fact that, uh, of the idea that Cat Williams didn't, like, has been, like, this exemplar character of, like, studio reliability. I, I, I really don't fucking believe that. I, I think that maybe he lost some roles for the reasons that he said, but I think a lot of them were him being a fucking loose cannon. Like, yeah. I can believe that too. I definitely, definitely believe that, because he's yeah. not. And that's gun the thing, charges, people, weed charges, fighting high schoolers. Like, come on, man, it's Cat Williams. Everybody knows. Like, yeah, right, have, yeah. It's not like Chappelle where they just said he was crazy. We have video of all of these things. Yeah, I, I think a loose cannon is is a very good way of putting it, if nothing else. And then it's like someone who's not going to be constrained, quote unquote. You know what mm. I mean? And you can't control like, it. Oh, oh my god, he's, he's like a little difficult to work with, but some of that shit is um, it's still quite, it's quite real. Mm. You know what I mean? Because like the the whole dress thing, it was like, why know, are you so adamant about putting me in this dress? And then I think Dave Chappelle had like the best uh, example of it for a movie that he was doing. I can't remember which one, but they like they it's like so many different executives, producers kept coming in here to his trailer to try to get him to wear this dress for the scene. He was like, no, I'm not doing this dress. I'm funnier than having a dress on. Just let me do X, Y, and Z. And they finally gave in. And he was like, oh, this guy's just so difficult to work with. And then 10 minutes later, they came in with the alternate scene, with the whole scene fleshed out. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck y'all already y'all had? What was time. all this for? <laughs> and like, y'all yeah. spent all this time trying to convince me to wear a dress and y'all already had the backup plan. Yeah. So you have to... You have to ask yourself, what is I mean, the agenda behind that? Yeah, you also got to think about the fact that, like, one, like, scripts go through multiple iterations. They probably just went into a previous iteration of a script. Two, they also have people, like, literally on standby as script fixers to, like, do that kind of shit. Like, Seth Rogen is a well-known, like, script fixer that, like, will flip a script in, like, a day. So, that that doesn't too much surprise me, but... Ten minutes? But I got you. Yeah, ten, ten minutes, ten minute, ten minute, yeah, ten minutes to fetch your like prior script version. Yeah, sure. like easy. Scripts go through multiple iterations, but it's like I, I understand people not wanting to wear dresses. You have an autonomy over how you want to present yourself, all that kind of shit. I think that black men have this real weird hangup with their own masculinity, where they think that this is some kind of like great conspiracy theory that doesn't really exist. And in response to this, I know um, Boyce Watkins asked this question on Twitter. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. And they were like, give me A-list celebrity, give me A-list white male celebrities that did that. And somebody gave him like a, like a video like with like 65. 49, 49 yeah, motherfuckers. Yeah. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger and fucking Tom Hanks and fucking Brad Keanu Pitt. Reeves and fucking Brad Pitt one. and fucking... Oh yeah! What, every what? every white male Robert A-list Williams. celebrity yeah. that has ever fucking ever. existed, <laughs> and yeah. so it's like the what biggest, the like Robert Downey Jr. did it like five years ago. Like, come on! Like, so so what the fuck is the conversation? So like again, again, I think I think people have some autonomy over what they want to do and what they don't and what they don't want to do. If you don't want to present yourself in that way cool i get it but black men have this thing where like they want to present this as some kind of massive conspiracy theory and that just doesn't hold water in any form or fashion like at all I think that's kind it of just doesn't stance, yeah. well okay what what if what if i know he, yeah, like yeah. the illuminati is real 
And like, yeah, yeah, it's like, of course, yeah, we've got 70 white, great white actors that have donned the dress, you know, yeah. done great things afterward. We're just trying to invite you into the club. I thought you wanted equality. This is what they're doing, buddy. Yeah, Put on that dress, the, bend over, spread, spread cheeks. What's the problem? So then it's not it's not a black thing specifically. It's a men thing. It's a it's an industry thing, like because just like I was say, like just like both of y'all were saying, like it's all these white actors wore a dress. Jim Carrey would probably wear a dress just for the hell of it, like you know what I'm saying. Like oh, yeah. Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire, like yeah, yeah. You were so this it is a thing in Hollywood, and it is like played up for like laughs, jokes, and comic comedy. But there is a very um, uh, what's the word um. There is a very homoerotic undertone in Hollywood. Like take take the whole like mm-hmm. P. Diddy thing for for instance. Yeah. And men in power. He's there though. Harvey Weinstein. Men in power who also like other men. Did Harvey Weinstein like other men? Nigga, Harvey Weinstein was sucking dicks, wasn't he? He was the one that was uh, oh. Well, Cat Williams said that. Is that true though? But like, that's not the first time like we've heard that he's oh, well, okay, 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 allegedly, allegedly Har- yeah. Harvey Weinstein and allegedly yeah. my brother's P. Diddy, Puffy, allegations, allegations. But like you hear a lot of these stories where it's like, hey, if you want to get on, especially like if like, and this might be like a whole another different caveat, but like within the porn industry, mm. like if you want to get on as a as a straight black guy, it's important like make it. You probably have to do some like some uh, some some gay stuff. You know what I mean? But it's and it's this weird thing of. I feel what? like it's like it's only as homoerotic as like just and maybe this is me going ideology first versus facts first. But I think I'm looking at it. And I'm like, the shit only seems about as gay as humans do, which is that like if you look at it, it mostly seems like straight predation. But there is some amount of gay shit because some amount know, of people are gay. I th- yeah, a lot of people are gay. But so it's like, but like I said, but if you're being like, but but I mean, but come on now, like we. Under any other given circumstances, right, you'd be like, "Oh my God, this is abuse because you're taking advantage of no, 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 you're no. Taking a, no, you know no, no. of a power Hold dynamic." Well, you know what no, I mean? You, you're missing what I'm saying. I'm okay. saying like, I, you're saying there's like a homoerotic uh, element to like the abuse in Hollywood, and I'm saying, well, yeah, there's also a much larger like heteroerotic like th- it's like I might have used the wrong thing. word. Just, maybe I, maybe I use oh. the wrong word, but I'm just saying like there's a lot of um. There seems to be in a lot of stories that if you want to make it, you might have to do something that might be considered kind of gay or perform gay acts or homosexual acts. Okay, May- so, maybe I'm misunderstanding your point, but all, what I'm saying is the same thing is true to a larger extent for straight shit. And I don't think it's I, I don't think the point there is that there's any James Franco, for example, right? Yeah, ja- abusive. yeah, James Franco was was not doing homoerotic stuff. He was being he was doing straight abusive shit using his power as a director for example i get what you're saying harvey weinstein same thing like yeah like it's it's like yes there's some gay shit but it's like that's because there's sexual abuse and if you like sexual abuse is going to run the same spectrum as like sex which is that well some of the motherfuckers do it gay like fair fair so that was the thing i wasn't taking into account when i initially said it but it still doesn't take away from the thing that if you're straight yeah yeah, yeah. and then somebody come at you like on some like hey i'm on this type of time like i'll suck you it's all awful, awful and evil across the board, but sex the the ramp. Okay, so take it back because I get it. I'm gonna you make it saying? equal. I'm, I see what you're saying. Because like, I if hope you also woman, see what I'm saying, the too. same thing of like to make it, you gotta suck dick is also true. Like, 
You know what I'm for saying? For sure, for sure, exactly. And I see what you're saying. I'm not, I'm not discounting that, but I also hope you see what I'm saying as well. And I think you do. Oh yeah, yeah. I th- yeah. So, there's sexual all, abuse. Like, it's just that, like, like it's there's, yeah, it's like a lot of sexual abuse. Well. But at the same time, it's like the a lot of these gatekeepers are are, are, are at least bisexual. Oh yeah, okay. Or like this, like, or if you go to like a humiliation ritual, da da, what the fuck ever, like, you know yeah. What I mean? So like, something weird. Yeah. So I will say my only pushback to that is when you hear Cat Williams's interview and when you hear past interviews with Chappelle, when you hear like the shit with like Brandon T. Jackson, that's not what they say. What they say is that I'm a black man and I did mm. some black shit and now they want to humble me as a black man and like my white, my white counterparts don't get this treatment. They don't put XYZ white man in a dress and that's patently false. Like that just not that just isn't what happens. I I will say though, black men in dresses portraying black women, let's be real, is some different shit. It is like, it is I different. It, it is it, 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 it is it is black men are necessarily the primary victims of that. I think maybe and maybe this is me doing some like back bendy pandering shit, but it feels like if anybody is the victim of the shit, it's black women for the portrayals that happen there. Because white men just do, yeah, I'm a lady. Cool, I'm a woman doing some funny shit. Like maybe I'm an old lady or maybe I'm whatever. But it's and then black men do a ca- do a caricature like you know a caricature mammy fucking yeah. Jezebel whatever the fuck type of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of vertebral, which I movement. think is a is a very interesting avenue to take the you know to go down. And, and I, I think that's Illuminati that. shit, arguably. Yeah. Though, though to your point, in which I agree. These guys are not. Most people are not complaining about that element. They're complaining about their masculinity being, uh, yes, uh, explicitly challenged. They're not. They're not going. Hey, I don't want to do this fucking caricature that's making this group look wild. You know what I'm saying? They're saying but, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to look like a pussy. I don't want to be like, degraded. I don't want to like. I, like and 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 again, you don't even have to put words in people's mouths for that shit. Like you can go to Chappelle interviews where he will effectively say that. So like yeah. we don't have to speculate. That is what they're talking about. So Josh, point taken. Eddie, point taken. But that's not what these motherfuckers are talking about. These motherfuckers are saying like Brandon T. Jackson's interview was, yeah, man, they seen me do a scene in lottery ticket while I was aggressive and yelling, and they ain't like that shit. So they decided they needed they had to bring to, me down. They had to bring me down as a black man and put me in a dress. Oh yeah, I mean, I, so I like, feel like that's. I like, do think that's kind of like yeah. that's one of the that's one of the that's. It's, that's one of the things about black privilege is like you can easily like you can just like pull out racism or like as a trump card for any goddamn <laughs> shortcoming in your life. Because oh they just didn't want me to do because I'm black. Like no motherfucker, there are a lot of other circumstances that got you in this situation. It ain't got shit to do with you a black man. There was some other there was some other things going on. Well yeah maybe maybe I don't but, know. But I think I think okay I will also say this. Let's be real. That white like the 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 femme roles that white men get offered are not the same as the femme roles that black men get offered. Like if we're being serious, like yeah. when um when Eddie Redmayne does Carol or whatever the fuck that thing is, or Jared Leto does um Texas Buyers Club, Chilew. those are not the same thing as Joanna Man or Big Mama's House. Let's let's not bullshit. Like those are totally they're not, but kinds I, of things. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Eddie Redmayne like played that role so well. Like it was hard for me to not see him as a woman, like mm. like post that. Like I see, I see Eddie Redmayne he as a cute, woman, not gonna lie. as a woman in like Fantastic Beasts, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, like, but I'm he like, does play kind of more waifish and like femme characters, even when he's playing a man. Like his, I mean, his character in Fantastic Beast, what's his name? Newt Scamander. Like that character is kind of like celebrated for being a specifically kind of subversive brand of masculinity. Like that's kind has, of what that character even is. I mean, has has JK come out and said that he's gay yet? Or we got to wait like 10 years for that? I think she's trying to just, you know, be as anti- it's probably also black. Eddie Redmayne. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> Redmayne. She came, you know, she came, she came out, you know, she came out years after and said Dumbledore was gay, and she came out years later and like <laughs> threw through a wrench in whether or not Hermione was was, black, was black or white. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that was a thing. But anyway, so so I I get what you're saying, but I mean, I'm thinking about what's old, old and I think and I think we're now. I think we're what's having and name? I think Nathan Nathan Stewart Jarrett, like that was probably the closest thing to that kind of thing that yeah. I've seen in the last like 20 years. Yeah, in the last 20 years, because I'm thinking maybe, like, going back, maybe Holiday Heart. I don't know. Okay, baby. Per your request. Oh, my baby love. Ah. Ben Raymond's been, even in I Love You, Chuck, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Ben Raymond's was, you remember, he was, like, mad, ups, he was, like, just that angry, like, black dude. Then come to find out, like, he was just, uh, he didn't have the courage to be himself and, like, just be openly gay mm. and proud. And mm. then, like, when he was able to be set free, he was in the shower just shaking ass. Yeah. 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 And, and old boy from True Blood. But that's not, I mean, he's not Great really, movie, he's just, like, he has, yeah, maybe I'll take that one out. Never mind. But yeah, uh, but you see, but yeah. but you see my point. Who's yeah, a great character? But, who's a great character, by the way? Um, People love that character. I love yeah. him, yeah. I ordered the hamburger deluxe. In this restaurant, a hamburger deluxe come with french fries, lettuce, tomato, mayo, and eggs. Do anybody got a problem with that? R.I.P. to what's old boy's name? Are you looking it up, or yeah, Nelson Ellis? Yeah, but like I do, I do think I do think that you that you bring up an interesting point about the portrayal. But I think that goes to your point about who does that really hurt, and I think it's mostly to the detriment of black women and not black men. I think a little bit of it hurts black men too though. Not from which is why I say which is why I say which is why I say mostly. I agree. I agree. But I don't and I and I will and I will stand on this that I don't think it hurts black men the way that the Cat Williamses and the Brandon T. Jacksons and the and the Dave Chappelle's are saying. I don't think it hurts I I totally I just I just do not like yeah. I think black men being a little bit feminine or whatever, or or getting to be a little bit feminine, or you know, it's like that's regular shit. That's what everybody does. But but as the real nigga, as the only real nigga left in Hollywood, Josh, please, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I get that. And that's a really good point. And the, and the reason why I get and I I probably I, I probably have to agree with you, Alvin, on that. Like it does hurt black women more than it does hurt black men because of the representation that it. Or the the representation and like just like the the stigma, or even uh what you call it um oh my god what's the word caricature of like black women like a stereo a negative stereotype when it comes to black women is a portrayed and put on these big screens for like the world to see and we're already not painted in the best light in terms of just common media like globally so like if you go to like Asia like people who don't interact with like a lot of black people at all they just know what they see like on the internet and on TV mm. it might not be the best representation but even in like these movies when a black man does put on a dress and portrays like a black woman right if we're saying that mm. is more damaging to black women than it is to black men the things that at least are coming into my mind present moment right now it's not like they're the black men are putting on blackface and then doing a uh and playing 
up to like awful stereotypes of black women, the ones that I can think of. I would disagree like, with that. Man. It's just the ones that I can think of from what I remember. I'm not saying that it hasn't happened, but just I'm from what I can Shanae, think of. Uh, from from Martin. Fair. I'm thinking about. Uh, mm, I actually haven't seen Joanna Man, but Big Mama. Joanna Man wasn't. From he was I just remember. Duncan, man. He was just Duncan. That's all. Yeah. That okay, was yeah, happening. no, I have Yeah, I have. I've Swan seen. Like, wasn't bad. Um, yeah. Martin Lawrence. Um, Big, Big Mama's, Mama's House. Yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, what was that? What Respucia? Uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. And, that was uh, Norbit, but he Norbit. also did. Another, he also did another professor. He played all of yeah. those characters, like he played the and mom, it, the grandma. He, was, you know, he did a good job, honestly. And to and your, I mean, there are stereotypes, but it's not like. Yeah white people and black face and yeah. so, but you know i, I, to, I get to it. your point I, I i do kind of like i probably fall a little bit maybe between you and alvin on this one i do think that sometimes and i'm i'm open for people to disagree with me on this but i feel like Same. sometimes the like putting on a dress and doing a caricature thing is like it's just not as just comedy i don't want to say that but it's like you're portraying your mother, and this is maybe how your mother acts. You're portraying your sister. Maybe this is how you're, and it's and it's a funny thing. It's like it's it's community. I think that it gets to a point where you where you reduce people's ability to understand the full spectrum of the character of the the kinds of people who are the character you're portraying. So if if this is the only portrayal that we're getting of black women, or this is like yeah. the most prevalent one, but it's like then that's a problem. Sometimes he's some yeah. Then that's a problem. I agree. But then sometimes it's like yeah, this is just a funny. Like he's he's yeah. doing this character who is his grandmother. Like that's what his grandmother acts like. And Tyler Perry. Tyler like, Perry has said yeah. that, for example, with Medea, that that's an amalgam of like the women in his life. You know, of real and, of real people. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Can, are we allowed to make jokes about the people that do exist in our lives? And I, so I don't think that a hundred percent like black like Drusy has gotten flack for like doing the like you know women on a on a on a trip to Miami thing. And I'm like. And this is why you bitches can't even get next to me. I can get my own flights. I can get my own trips. Like, I'm not fucking with you phony ass bitches that think I'm. I don't know. That shit happened. That that's, shit that's a, that's a, I've that heard. Shit I've heard that story so many thing, fucking yeah. times. Bro. That's a real thing. Is it's an actual observation, the, and it's not him portraying a community that he's not part of. These are the women that he's around. This is his. Com he's talking about people in his community the same way any comedian jokes about the people that they're around. Like, so yeah. Mm, my only my only thing with with Hollywood is this. It's like on some level, I think that, and and this is why I lean to the. This is more, I, not even more, mostly detrimental to black women is because black women also you know per study have this idea of hyper masculinization yeah that that it, that is that is harmful 100%. in terms of how like you approach like their medical care how you approach like their yeah. dealings in like the public societal sphere like and that's a violence shit yeah, yeah that's yeah. a that's exactly. a harmful thing so when you to josh's point when you have a lot of people's interaction with black people is you know black americans especially is it's through media and you have a man a by definition on the spectrum of what that means masculine. a more masculine figure portraying the woman i think that also has like certain connotations that you know like why not, if you want to have a bit mama's house why not just have like why not just have an old black woman play bit mama you know what i mean but people why not? Will also be mad at that too to be fair but agree agree but i think she it really like portray a police officer 
Kendall <laughs> in, the, in the reverse. But no, I get it. I'm just fucking around. Denzel yeah, Washington is, be- Denzel Washington ass is beating niggas' asses at 70 years old, man. Just saying. You know what I mean? But that's but that's what I'm talking Older about. Retired. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about, Josh. You think Bertha old James, women retired police detective. You think old women can't do this shit, but hawks. Denzel Washington's old geriatric ass can one hundred percent be the equalizer. You see what I'm saying? I didn't say That's she could, I'm but I'm just about. talking I'm just I'm just saying Big Mama's house. It was a nigga being a she cop really, who had to go really undercover. I don't know. <laughs> but no, no, no. But, no, he was doing wild shit. Like he was doing young man shit in that bodysuit. So you, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Come on. But okay. So uh if we're if we're done on that one, I want to talk about the joke theft shit. Because I think oh, yes. is 50 to 75% full of shit. No, niggas was stealing mm, jokes, man. I just no. don't. I think uh, niggas were stealing jokes. Uh, so I've, look, I've looked at the receipts on some of these. Now, y'all might have seen different ones. So but Cedric he said, was Cedric, clear. Cedric, doing Cedric the, got two. No, okay. Cedric has two. One of them valid. The other one I call bullshit. The Bominicious joke. And I clip. Bominicious. I, I want to write you a check, but I, I don't know how to spell Bominicious. He said, well, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. See, when I came to work for you, I told you my name, and then I said, but you can call me by my initials. My cousin, what you calling him? <laughs> Bominicious. He said, everybody call him Bominicious. It's all right for me to call him that. Like, nah, man, it ain't CJ. He's saying you could call me by my initials. That's what he's saying. That was my favorite joke by him. 100% stolen. 100% stolen. That's, yep. It's so was specific. Was it women in business? It's yeah. so linguistics. It's he used the same name. Oh. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you could have, yeah, he didn't even yeah. take the concept. He could have took the concept and right. done a different joke. He didn't. Because that's basically uh, Jeff Foxworthy's uh, redneck vocabulary, whatever the fuck that bit is that he does. He does the exact, what's the, what's the, what's the bit I'm talking about? He does the exact same thing. I know what you're talking about, though. You know, from the whole, you know, Larry the Cable guy shit, you know, you might Larry be the redneck. Cable, and he goes like, you know, he'll say, um, oh yeah, so it'll be like, what's the word initiate mean? Well, it means you eat something and you eat something again. Can you use it in a sentence? Well, she has some fried chicken initiate a biscuit initiate a steak initiate some burgers that's yeah. what that word means so he does that it's the same kind of bit but he used bombinicious it's so specific now the spaceship shit had your car radio up so loud that you couldn't hear the damn thing when it cut off it looked like this Like it's a 72. Bro, I can see that. Cat Williams, Cat Williams copyrighted the concept of miming driving a car. There's nothing about those jokes <laughs> that's similar. Like, what are we talking about? Like, you're telling me no other comedian sat on a sat on a on the stool. No. And pretended he was driving a car that's what you're saying he stole the whole concept was about niggas driving a spaceship like a cadillac that's a totally different concept that's fair yeah yeah uh, but i can but see the thing about that is is that for one yes 
I kind of call like half, like 60, 40% bullshit, but I do think Seth was aware of Cat Williams' joke and then repurposed it and kind of like made it his own and then like just took inspiration from it. Best. <laughs> but that's Maybe everybody. Maybe not stole it. That's, exactly. that's everybody. Big inspiration. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a big inspiration. But at the same time, too, because there's also a thing where two comedians come up with the same joke. Or hell, especially niggas who do like like we're doing like podcasting. Motherfuckers gonna have like this, a similar thought idea, and then like if I say something, then like two month, like a year or two later, somebody else becomes really big, and they're like, "Oh, this motherfucker's stealing my shit." Here's the receipts. It's like, no, we just said the same. We just said we just had like the same thought, and I've heard other comedians express the same thing. It's like, no, I didn't steal this joke. It's just possible to have the same thought or to have like something uh, an experience, a uh, similar experience, and there you have it. But. I do think Sid like took inspiration for Cat though. I don't think I think if he took inspiration, it is so far removed that it doesn't deserve credit. Like it's not the same yeah, joke. Yeah. If you go, if you go, oh, I wore a green suit, then he wore a purple suit because he saw me wearing a suit. It's like, is that enough inspiration that you can call it stealing? Yeah. Like he saw that you he saw that a person could mime driving a car, then he used that like technique in a completely different Which is comedy. Joke. That's what Which comedy is. Comedy. is. The great that's steal. what every comedy that's what every comedian Aren't does. You're telling me you, you copyrighted the idea of using the rope on a mic as like a string in your set is like, oh, they stole that from me. It's like, no, that's that's such a that's a <laughs> that's such a non technique. Did fucking burn did fucking Bernie Mac steal from Eddie Murphy when he was doing the little kid voice because Eddie Murphy did that shit in fucking oh. Raw and Delirious? No, he didn't. It's inspiration, and everybody does hey, that. Did everybody steal the concept of like knocking the mic against your head in order to create like a little punching sound when you're doing yeah. a, a joke about violence? Like we what are we copywriting here? I don't and know. They might have stole it. <laughs> which brings I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I'm which just fucking with you. back to the point of the Steve Harvey joke. If you put $15 in your tank, you had time to bond with your vehicle. You had time to put the nozzle in and set the clicker and look through your car and clean off the dashboard and look through your CDs and run in the store and get some Pringles and a snapper and it'll still be pumping. Now if you put $15 in, you can't even turn around good for that son of a bitch click. As soon as you put it in, just click, click. Gas, $4 a gallon. Can't even pump gas like you used to no more. Four dollars a gallon? You remember when you used to go to pump and put the nozzle in there and hit it? Be sitting there talking, be on your phone, hey, what's happening? Be walking around, cleaning the windshield. <laughs> Speaking to gay, hey, girl, what's happening? What you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, you. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Dog, hey, you go in there, bring me a wine cooler. Bring me a cooler, dog. <laughs> Not no more. <laughs> there ain't nothing going on at that pump except you and that pump. Your ass is looking at that pump. You're telling me, Cat Williams, that you copyrighted the concept of, hey, gas is expensive? Bro, it's observational oh. comedy. Everyone is observing the same world. Seinfeld has jokes black. about that same shit before Cat right. Williams was ever even on the circuit. But like Steve, Harvey, Steve Harvey 100% copied... Um, why the f oh, my God, I hate my memory. Oh, Mark Curry? Your Mark Curry is a UPS joke. He 100% yeah. copied that shit. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yes, 1,000. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. And Stole the shit out they of were saying that Halloween was a trip. Halloween. We couldn't afford no Halloween costumes. Hey, kids, please. Mama sent us down to the liquor store and put boxes on us. We didn't know what we were. I don't know what we are. I don't know. She didn't tell her. 
I think we UPS, I guess. I don't know. You've heard me say that every Halloween, I had the same outfit on. Every year. I just had a brown box. I wasn't nothing sad. I just not asked my father, could I have a new outfit? And he said, no, just wear the same one. And it was just a brown box. And he just told me to tell everybody I was a UPS man. Didn't they say they stole that he stole the Steve Harvey show from Mark Curry's like superintendent show or whatever? Hanging with Mr. It, Cooper. Yeah, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Mr. Cooper. It's the same. It was, it's 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 loosely the same concept, man. Similar principle. Actually, yeah, it's it's him. very yeah, similar. Very it's similar. very similar. Both so washed school. up washed up athlete goes and becomes okay. like a coach in a, in a team versus like washed yeah. up musician ends up becoming a band a band director. So like similar mm. concepts. Yeah, but I mean, how, 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 uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like a Matrix and uh, old girl, uh, you know. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it's similar enough to be stolen because, again, you can name a thousand shows with that same concept, you know? Right. One one thing I don't understand is like the, that's the the concept of community. Like, yeah. Washed up lawyer goes and becomes a community figure. Yeah, exactly. A student. My thing is like, where, where does stealing come into play? For instance, like we're hanging with Mr. Cooper. When that show was not renewed and it was canceled, how long was it until like Steve Harvey got the Steve Harvey show where he was? Ba- it was I a very similar still, type of show. I don't think those shows. It wasn't that far. It wasn't that yeah. far in between. I don't think you don't do it, but I think you give flowers because because people do failed concepts and then do and then somebody else does your same concept yeah. better or under different circumstances. Hey, Mr. Cooper wasn't even like, a failed concept, but yeah, it was yeah. it was on for like what like four or five seasons, right? Like I mean, I wouldn't call that a failure. Um, oh. Sorry, maybe I misunderstood your point then. I'm just saying, like, how can Cat William be so certain that Steve Harvey stole the concept of hanging with Mr. Cooper and made it his I don't think he can. I don't think he can. Yeah. I don't think you can be. Yeah. They have to be be so similar that you're like, or you have to have, like, a receipt of the interaction, which is like if if you go... Yeah, because Steve Harvey was an executive producer on that on yeah. hanging with Mr. Cooper. So here's the connection. Like, like if you have that, then you know. And again, you could it would have to be a lot closer. So like with Steve Hightower being a part of the high tops was a huge part of that show, right? Yeah, Whereas totally. and like like they came like they came back, like they were doing like um reunions. Yeah, it was like the Isley brothers was in it and shit, right? Yeah, the Isley yeah, yeah like fucking Ron yeah. Isley was in there and shit. Whereas a, whereas you look at with hanging with Mr. Cooper, like him always talking about how he used to play with the Warriors was kind of like a joke. Like they was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, man, okay, nigga, we get it. You play for the Warriors a little yeah, bit. Like yeah, we're yeah. talking about that shit. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a thing. I think that the closest parallel to that would be more like in the house with LL Cool J because that was literally that story. Wait, which one's similar to what? In the house is more similar to um, Hang with Mr. Cooper than I think the ah. Steve Harvey show is. So I, so to Josh's point, I'm thinking that it's not similar enough that Cat can say with any definitive, you know, yeah, lover that it was stolen. These are like, these are major fucking stretches. I have to also think Cat Williams greatly overestimates his uh, like his versatility. There are 30,000 new scripts in Hollywood every year. Not one of them asks for a country bumpkin black dude that can't talk good over baby and look like Mr. Potato Head. There ain't none. You would have to have a range. I played a lot of characters, 60 movie roles. I'm not playing Cat Williams in there. In a, in a show, like his range, because he's yeah. like, I've played many characters and none of them are Cat Williams. All of them are Cat Williams. What do you mean? You Cat Williams is a I'm be real. All, of, a, all of these like, niggas are money, Mike. I'm just going to be honest with you. All, all these characters are fucking. Yeah. All these back is money, Mike. All of these characters are fucking money, Mike. Is that character hilarious? The crocodile yes. man is money, Mike. Like, yeah. come on. 
Well, the Crocodile Man, I would say, actually is a little bit closer nah. in range. It's a little, it's a, it's a little bit. He's, it's a little he's, bit he, he's got a little bit more range, but I, I agree. Like he might be overestimating the range, but yeah. he is good at what the fuck that. he does. Yeah, yeah. Denzel don't have range. Denzel yeah. plays Denzel as a cowboy. Denzel as a cop. Denzel as a you know washed up mailman or whatever. Yeah, but he's a good actor. So yeah, and there are some actors that like dissolve into their roles, right? Like I've seen actors time and time again just like become like different people. I don't think Cat Williams has that shit. Um, I don't. Not quite to that level. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Denzel is pushing himself to do that anymore. I definitely think there were, there are points in Denzel's early career where he was. Um, but I don't yeah, think Cat, I've seen it. I think I think I've seen Denzel become perfectly become if he went down a different path, not if he was a different person. And I've seen actors who become totally different people. The one. Okay, so the caveat I give you with that is Malcolm X. I wanted to ask you, what can a white person like myself, who isn't prejudiced, what can I do to help you and, and further your cause? Nothing. My high school was a black ghetto. I think even in Malcolm mm. X, he and, and, and Malcolm X is probably my one of, if not my, like, I, like as we've said before, that movie changed yeah. the trajectory of my fucking life. And I do agree that he embodied Malcolm X in a way that was. When the Negro, the so-called Negro in America, gets on God's side and listens to the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he'll want to get off of drugs. He'll want to get away from a life of crime. He'll want to get away from committing adultery and fornication. Then he would want to get off the welfare. He would want to get a job. He would want to earn a living and take care of his family, and his family would respect him. His son will say, I'm proud that that's my father. His wife will say, I'm proud that that's my husband. Father only means that you're taking care of your children. That's what it is to be a father. Father doesn't mean that you're having some babies. Anybody can have a baby. Having a baby does not make you a father. Anybody can go out and get a woman, but not anybody can take care of that woman. There's another word for it. It's called responsibility. It, insane, because I remember having trouble telling the difference between I picture as a per, as a person who who like studied Malcolm X extensively. Sometimes when I picture Malcolm X in my mind, I picture Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, yep. That's and I know what Malcolm, Malcolm X looks like. I know oh, yeah, what fucking yeah. Malcolm X looks like. <laughs> Despite the fact that Denzel is a dark-skinned black man with, with dark hair, and, and Malcolm X is a fucking light-skinned redhead, you still are like, I think those are the same person. I think because that's he, the same. Denzel did a great job. But I think that that's like Denzel as a person was already pretty similar. He was a relatively thin, relatively handsome, relatively tall, like northeastern man. That's what Malcolm X already was. He didn't have to stretch too far to get there. So I still don't think it was um, a particularly rangeful. He didn't transform the way uh, what's old boy Heath Ledger did to become Joker or whatever. Like yeah. it wasn't a unrecognizable shit, or the way Colin Farrell did. I don't know. I'm doing Batman once, but like Colin Farrell did to do fucking the Penguin or whatever, you know. Yeah. So. But it's nothing wrong with not having range. But come on, cat. Like you got you. Sometimes Steve one character is good, man. Of, yeah. Sometimes yeah. one character. Gene Hackman steals the show in every fucking movie he's in, and he's just doing Gene Hackman shit. Yeah, man. He's got, with that. He's, he's got enough range, but like it, one thing I did enjoy about this whole interaction was just seeing all these clips of uh, Cat Williams like old stuff like resurfacing. And then, like, mm. there was some stuff that came about that I saw that I had I had no idea Cat, Cat Williams was in My Wife and Kids. I never really watched My oh, yeah, Wife I and Kids that. like that. I own oh, you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Bobby Shea or whatever, like, <laughs> came through the door dancing and touched the leaves. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw that before. Um, 
Yeah. But even then, like I can kind of I can see it's a similar character. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then Cat in the Hat. Cat in the Hat is the same fucking character for all of these. Like it's a, a flamboyant pimp character. Cool. And he's refined that across time. And it's an incredible character. Pimp Chronicles one, what's the one where he's got the green velvet on? Whatever that one is. Genius fucking stand up. Like yeah. I said, he t- he's, he's probably one of my, my top five comics. Yeah. yeah, he definitely has one of my favorite stands. He's got two specials that I put in my top five. Pimp Chronicles yeah. is up. Him in the tuxedo, him in the green, them two, whichever two those are. Yeah. Perfection. Well, yeah, because the one where he was in the tuxedo was one he came out of hustling, hustling with the girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 it's great. Holy shit. Yeah. Nigga, do you know that we can see you? I say that shit in my head like every other week to this day. Is, uh, is that from the lion bit? Oh, that was the shit where he was to my some niggas was smoking Ambien. I mean, snorting Ambien. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit also happened to me one time, bro. Oh, what happened? Yeah, man. I went to somebody's fucking um, dorm room like freshman year of college and they fucking crunched some shit up and snorted it in front of me. Yeah, and I was like, crazy. what, man? And I was oh, like, what yeah. made, what made you think I was cool crazy. with that? Man, white people doing drugs is crazy, bro. Yeah, man. Just like, dude, that shit party off guard. Yeah. It's so casual. Like, like, what the shit? fuck? Hey, do you guys want any ketamine? Man, what the fuck? That's a, I don't know. Am I allowed to be at this party? What, right? It's like, should I be, right. like, nigga, do you know that we can, am I, should I be seeing this? <laughs> yeah. Yo, y'all don't want to go around in the corner and do this shit? I know, damn. Be, there's no secret. Have a private moment. So God wild. damn. Right. It's so wild. Oh and it be in the God. most conspicuous, it'd be like, show a girl, I have like a little. Especially ambulance. ketamine. Like, Especially thing, fucking ketamine. Be, she take the cap off the top of a crystal and it's filled with fucking horse tranquilizer. And it's like, would you like, no, no, I don't know you. Oh, I don't even know your name. <laughs> I'm good. I don't know yours either. But after this trip, oh my God, we'll get to know each other really well. No, thank you. That's terrifying. I don't want to be in a fucking K-hole with a bunch of, hell no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. A bunch of white now, people I don't know. I would have to, you, uh, Alisa Deke's domino effect is definitely in my top five. Now see, this mm, is top ten Sadiq, for sure. But Sadiq and and Cat have beef, which is one of really? my because, yes, because Sadiq has a Damn. whole bit where he was on uh do def what's the what's the Ghetto Boys? He was on the Ghetto Boys podcast and he talks about his interaction with Cat, where Cat like basically snubbed him, and y'all fucking talking reckless to me. And I don't like it. So Cat comes out with this this player shit and just like yo dog. Nigga, you get the fuck away from me with that bullshit. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I played the song, this stupid ass broad talking fucking crazy to me. Hey man, I apologize. What the fuck is up? Well, nigga, we can. Hey, nigga, we can do what? We can do what, nigga? So I come and get love, baby. Standing there, three feet. I come slide and get grab love. I'm like love. You know, they say, man, nah, niggas talking reckless. Dog. I killed all them police right there. And he's like, man, they don't. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Didn't niggas know who I am? And it's a mild-mannered cat. He's being he's being offended. And where are y'all? Like we, what city? We in Shreveport, Louisiana. Okay. Right. Now, this shit happens. This over. The performance happens. Everybody go out. Cat rides back to the to the hotel with me. Was like treating him like shit for some for some un kind of disclosed reason. Was pretending like he didn't see him and st- all this kind of weird shit. Mm. And it seemed like a little bit of a power play type of shit. So they don't fuck with each other. But all of this, the way Cat tells stories, it makes it seems like he's always the underdog. Everybody always has him fucked up. He's always going over the top to be kind and to help the underdog and to help people. He's got these stories about giving money, all this kind of stuff. But to which, me, which a lot were verified. Like, I, 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 I saw I, D. Ray Davis actually 
A like, lot yeah. were verified. Like yeah, I saw like yeah. ten he stories. Did, yeah. He does that. And this is why I'm divided because I believe the shit that he was saying. Like, like when I when he talks about being like a single parent and being like, I have money, I have means, I want to be a father, so I just adopted a fuck ton of kids and being a parent. Like he'll tell all of his stand up, all of his stories, all of his hustle stories. And somebody actually said this in the comments when we were talking about the the way white men or just men in general don't talk about their parenthood as an integral part of their story. Cat Williams does. And that's the thing that I've always respected about him, that he always whenever he's talking about his comedy, his hustle, his need to make money. He's like, look, I'm a single father. I got seven kids to make it. And when I yeah, I got seven (laughs) kids. I got I got he's got 10 now. He's I got five boys (laughs) and five girls. And I'm like, that's. I think I always respected that about him. So I'm struggling to figure out. I mean, fuck, he's just a controversial character, man. Like he's he's not all good, not all bad, but the good shit is not is not bullshit, I guess. So it's just confusing. I, I give him 80. No, yeah. I, 80%. 80%. Okay. 75, 80. 75 yeah. to 80. I What's think the, I'm comfortable um, in that. Plus, right. D minus. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I give him the 75 at a safe at a safe percent for yeah. me. Like I'm yeah, I feel okay. 25%. That's your own perspective because one of the things about this is like we're, a lot of people are talking from their own perspective. So when some yes. shit happens to them, they're only experiencing it from one view, and mm. that view is their own view, which they take as the truth. And a lot of times, there's a lot of projection that happens of some shit that didn't even fucking happen in reality. And of course, when you add on ten years, twenty years next to it, sure, you know. shit, shit, fucking snowballs and all that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that. Uh, uh, and I was real good on my on my last round of Jay Z lyrics, so I'll just and I and I was trying to go through the cadence of it, and it's actually a pretty complex verse, so I can't do it off the top of my head. But Jay Z and ignorant shit basically said that you can't believe, you know, anything that you hear from anybody, even if it's even if it's from him. In the song, he says this, and he was like, "If it's as accurate as me, actually, only believe half of what you see." So I will say that I've seen enough from Cat Williams and people corroborating or going against what he said that I probably can believe 50% of what he says. Word to Jay-Z. 50 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 50% I'll definitely give you. I think that he's, but I wonder whether or not his acts of kindness, I wonder about their motivation, I suppose. Because, you know, people do kind shit all the time for, you know, in order to nah, create respect. Well, for one, like the, the the generosity, like for one, like he does that shit with anonymously. Like it's not like, oh, sure. Cat Williams gave you a thousand dollars after the show. No, because a D Ray D Ray Davis story. Yeah, for example, just, it'd be a random woman. Yeah, it'd be a random woman. Oh my god, like yo, you killed it tonight. Boom, and walk off, and it's a thousand dollars. But even that you can don't kind of create a mystique. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, but but that's the thing though. Now everybody in that world knows Cat does that shit, and now they exactly. And then if it's they a blow up, you become a legend. Yeah. yeah, true that, true that. But still, though, it's like a thing. Of, okay, so that's fair. But when you give anonymously, and then of course people are going to talk, and then people are going to put two and two together. Of course, it's going to create a legend. So that doesn't mean that that was necessarily the intention. But when you give anonymously, that is a good deed. But I remember one thing. This could be Cap when he was um he was like saying when he was like when I was younger, I wanted to be uh God's friend. Like if you believe in a God, then if you don't, if you're atheist, I ain't say nothing. But if you believe in God. I want to be God's friend and imagine like what he would say to you if you were doing such deeds on this earth. And I re- and that resonated with me because like when I was young, I wanted to be God's friend. Like I looked at, you know what I'm saying? Like I would, I, to this day, like I, when I pray, like it's like I'm having a, I'm talking like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just, I don't know. So I get it. I, th- I think that's actually a, a great, a beautiful way to live regardless of um, if there might be like an intention of getting something back or building a mystique. 
nigga, like you gave somebody a thousand dollars that needed it at the time that might not have been able to pay their rent. Like that's, honestly, who, if you were doing it from Mystique, I, I really still can't even shit on that. Like if you're if you're going look, there's a comedian who's trying to make it. I've got it. Let me pay tithes. Even if you are doing it a little bit for the grandiosity of it, I think it's still quite respectable. So I'm, right. I'm with you there. Yeah, like there's um, nothing you can't make that problematic. No, yeah, I'm not I'm, saying I'm that y'all you. are trying to, but yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I think I think I mostly agree. Um, I will say also, I really, I really loved when he said, <laughs> "I hate motherfuckers in Hollywood who act like they got work ethic because they go to work every day." They tell you work ethic where they do all these movies. I'm the hardest working man. Well, no, everybody goes to work every day. But right. I'm saying I go to work all the time. Everybody who works goes to work every day. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You get. You think I respect you more than my gardener? I don't. I don't. He work every day. Rain or shine. Yeah, everybody go to work. Everybody go to work. Shut up. <laughs> I'm the hardest working man. No, bitch, <laughs> please. Like motherfucker, everybody you did 30 work. hours on a set in the in a week with your own trailer and craft services and a bus shuttle that takes you to and from where you got need to be. Everybody else is doing 40 hours a week of unpaid <laughs> unpaid lunch and a long ass commute at a job they fucking hate. Like that's everybody. Shut right. up. <laughs> Which I think I agree with. Um, I do think that there is hard work. And that, that, especially in that early like hustle period of a of a of a person's life, you know, yeah. like when you're tr when you're like like when Tahir Moore came on here, and he was talking about like how he was hustling, where it was like he was working at a jail and working at a restaurant and trying to do like four or five sets a day and then doing shit at night. It's like that's that's legitimately hustling. That's hustle. You're, you're, you're doing that's hustle. you're doing ninety hours of work a week. That's that's your heart. You're working hard. Yeah. So, putting in Alvin numbers. You put in Alvin numbers to get somewhere. Alvin is the hardest working nigga in Hollywood. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent You the realest one, and he's the <laughs> and he's the what? hardest working one. What's what's Eddie oh. Button? <laughs> the smartest one. The he's smartest the... nigga in Hollywood. <laughs> Hell yeah, there we go. We got the realest, the smartest, and the hardest there working. There we go. There we go. Unbeatable. You can't you you can't you can't beat us. You can't outthink us, you can't outreal us, and you can't outwork us. Mm -mm. We're coming for you. Mm -mm. Um okay. Top ten lists, or maybe top five lists. Because obviously, oh, man. Cat Williams has, has. Okay, let's do 10. Let's do 10 then. Cat oh, Williams man. has accused Kevin Hart of being an unfunny industry plant. I patently fucking disagree because Kev and Cat in the, in the like uh, late 2000s would have been on the same list for me. Yes. Now, obviously, Cat has grown. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, Kev, Kevin. rather, has grown astronomically since then. And Cat has kind of become this like. A comedian's comedian, if you will, an artist, artist, you know, yes. kind of an underground sensation, if you will. Um, who's he's a legend, but he's not, he's not, he's a legend, but he's not, uh, um, a star. I would put them both in, in my top 10 list. I put, yeah. I put them wait, both wait, in my wait. top 10 list. Yeah, they'd be in my both in my top 10 list. Uh, in terms of comedian, funny, funny. <sighs> oh, and if we expand it to comedians, not just stand up, then it's a more difficult conversation, but. If we doing stand-ups, man, Kevin Hart's early shit was funny. I don't give a fuck. Like, definitely yeah, for got sure. Watered, the first three, definitely, definitely it got watered down. Definitely yeah. it got watered down as he tried to expand his brand. But, like, come on, man. People try nah, to be revisionist early, about that shit, and I'd be getting mad. I'd be getting mad, dead, bro. Dead, Uncle Richard like, Jr. as a concept is hilarious. Every fucking story. Now, apparently, one of Kev's more funny bits was stolen from, I don't remember the comedian, Will look it up or whatever but i saw the video and i was like this is like kind of close i mean to be fair it's hard when it comes to observational comedy because people have been living the same lives in the same country 
under the same circumstances. So we're going to observe a lot of the same shit. But that joke where he does, his mom told him that he could say one curse word. And he said, mm. my mama told me to, t- to mind your damn yeah. motherfucking business, bitch. Oh, long titty, no nipple having, as, et cetera, et cetera. That joke, there was another comedian. I think it was on Def Jam or something. He was a, a little, like a little person. And his joke concept was pretty much the exact same thing. You tell him, boy, because I, I, I gotta go. Let me tell y'all something. Anytime you give a hyper little kid a message like that to take back to an out of control adult with a curse word, give him grenades, too. I was way too happy. Okay, wait a minute. I'm third. My daddy told me to tell you that if you come over my house and let a Jehovah's Witness man in, that's because you're illiterate because you didn't go past the second grade. You can't read a book by yourself. And you stink. You tell her, mind her damn business before I come down there and I beat her ass. I said, okay, do you, you want me to say it like that? Or do you want me, you want me to take some stuff out? What I say? My mom told me to tell you to mind your damn motherfucking business, bitch. Little stupid bitch. Little dumb teacher, bitch. Two plus two not knowing what the fuck it is, bitch. Cross-eyed crying down your back, fat foot ass, bitch. Long titty, no nipple having ass, bitch. <laughs> The shit that was crazy, <laughs> my friends was in the background, they was like, oh! <laughs> he said she ain't had no nipples! Kev did it better, but his joke was, I would say, pretty much the exact same thing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you could say inspiration, whatever. That's stealing, though. I would say that's stealing. That, okay, so I mean, you're saying that, that he just straight up like ripped that joke? I, I, I think it's... Like, you know how I've said, like, a lot of these are maybe inspiration, but probably not even. And some yeah. of them were straight theft. I think this is across that, the line enough to where I'm like, if somebody said, yo, he stole my joke, I'd be like, yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah. I don't really have a time. I can't, I cannot name you 10 com- comics, comedians, stand up. So I can, I can, <laughs> I can. Five, maybe. So my issue is I went through who I actually like have enjoyed like their work over the years and two of them I'm not going to say because that would be controversial in 2023. I mean, 2024. Um, I'll tell you who those are, but I'm not gonna put them on my official top ten list. So, like, I would have said, um, Louis C.K., who stand up, I used to fucking adore. Um, Absolutely, and I used to re- like the um, I like the, I don't even like I don't even do comedy albums, but I listen to like Aziz Ansari's like comedy albums, like the whole fucking like stretch about like Harris and shit and like the R. Kelly jokes. Like I used to love mm. that shit. Um, that TNT, shit was fucking, they no drama. That shit was <laughs> fucking hilarious, <laughs> but um, not gonna put them on my top ten list. Um, I'll go. I'll go. Patrice Wait, so you're, you're taking top tens out because of their uh, because they're problematic. I don't. I, I think I might leave. I think bad. I might leave Aziz. I think I might yeah, leave Aziz. Aziz. Is, that was a but bad I'm misunderstanding. De- but yeah, I'm definitely taking out Louis C.K. for that because some, sometimes yeah. that term, like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that because I think like you should. I'm saying that sometimes 
it gets taken wrong. Their actions color how I revisit their comedy, right? Like I don't listen oh, to Ar- I like I don't listen to R. Kelly's music anymore because like I'm thinking about what R. Kelly did, you know, like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you mean when you're listening to Louis C.K. stuff, you're going, I can't find this funny because I know a thing about you, or are you going, this joke that I thought was funny because you're saying this actually feels like you're saying this other thing that I, yes. I find actually troubling. actually both okay, yeah. actually kind of okay, both. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can I can go through my list. Um, so I'm going Patrice O'Neill. Yes, I'm going. Is he number one? Is this in order? Th- this is no order. This is no order. Top okay, 10. no order. Okay, yeah. okay, no order. Top ten. So I'm going Patrice O'Neill, Chris Big Rock, facts. Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, Bernie Mac, mm-hmm. Chappelle, Jared Carmichael. This is where the list gets weird. Um, and I and I can explain some of these as as we get okay, further down. I'm gonna crazy. I'm gonna go Bo Burnham. I had you dice clean. Who's on this list, bro? No, I'm gonna <laughs> He's the king of prop comedy, man. You Come gotta on, help. Man. Nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is pushing the boundaries the way somebody he's doing. had to take over for carrot top. <laughs> Bo he Burnham, Jeff baby. Dunham. Bo Have you Beasy. ever seen his puppet work? Fucking Gallagher. At the Fucking same Garrett time, bro. Dunham. Come on. No one's no. doing it like that. Um, Bo Burnham, um, mostly because I appreciate his um like his his it's it's more like performance art to me. It's like the aesthetics, and I mm. kind of fuck with that. Early as these is is fucking hilarious. Probably go Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. And I oh. and I sat I sat on I sat with that one for a minute. I feel you. I feel you on that. Yeah, his African his African accent is terrible, man. This yeah. motherfucker is awful at accents. Yeah, I actually like. Um, now I believe that one up, but yeah, like so that was kind of where oh, I was like, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but but yeah, come on, come on, I can believe in a in a in a in a. So I was gonna go like, um, what's like the guy who does the bit about the machine? What is it? Um, anyway, oh, oh uh, pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've watched like two of his specials. I found them hilarious. But um, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But like, if I like definitively, if you had asked me this like ten years ago, I would have said you know Louis C.K. because that shit was yeah. top tier. But oh yeah, yeah definitely. I've What's got that? nine right now that I've written down, but I'm not. I, I don't. I can't figure out the tenth. You want to give yours? All right. So it would be. It, I share a lot of the same. So I'm just. I'm just gonna put the ones on there that would be problematic because I got like two on here right. that are like fully canceled but i'm just gonna put them on here because it's, it's a top 10 list it's not a top good people list it's just a top stand-up yeah. list so the two that are problematic get, get them out of the way chris delia and louis ck would, would be on my top 10 list yeah moving on from there eddie murphy bill burr patrice o'neill like you said donald glover cat williams kevin hart and also jamie fox I think he's he's in my top ten list. He doesn't get enough love, but I think mm-hmm. he's a exceptional stand up comedian as well. Um, I don't have a tenth. I'm tr- I'm, I'm trying to think I who think, else would be like ten. But. I think I put Bill. Bur- now, now that you say, I think I probably put Bill Burr as like my hard eleven. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like a that, that's like a that's like a strong one for me. I fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's good. Oh man, I, I'm, I'm having a real difficult time with this because like I I don't Hannibal really- Hannibal Burrs. I say uh, I'd say I put it. No man, y'all fucking tripping, bro. Hannibal shit was hilarious. Hannibal shit is hilarious, bro. So y'all can put him on my on my part of the list with carrot top. Pickle juice joke seems like it was like his, like it was like, yo, this is supposed to be the funniest shit I can offer, and it's like, I guess somebody sprinkling pickle juice on their sandwich is funny. That shit ain't funny. Look, man, put him on my list with carrot top and Gallagher, bro. Okay, okay, I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay, I got some. Okay, okay. 
Chappelle, Carlos Miller, Eddie Murphy, Bill Burr, Cat Williams, Ali Sadiq, Kevin Hart, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. What was the one before George Carlin? Richard Pryor. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I feel I feel you, old school. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like all the comedians that, because I don't yeah, really, yeah. you know. Yeah. But nah, I feel you. on some new school shit, RDC, Mark, that nigga Tony Statochix, whatever his damn last name is, white dude, look Italian, long black hair. That motherfucker's good too. Drewski. Oh, wait, what's his name? Mark, uh, Tony. Tony Statchevic or something like that. I honestly didn't want to live anymore. I'm so sorry about that. There are things I've told you I've never told anyone. So the amount. Whoa, hold on, whoa, whoa, hold on, wait. Uh, did your card not go through? Did it decline? Uh, I don't. Uh, maybe. Mm, okay. All right. So you don't have my money. I mean, things have been hard, but I can get it. I think. Let me just say this, okay? You need to man up with these sissy ass problems you got, okay? What? Man up, okay? The shit that happened with your father, that was your fault. The shit that happened with your mother, that was all in your head because you're crazy. You're crazy. No, there's a reason why you're always alone. It's because no one likes you. You fucking suck. I hate you. I hate being here. With you. Oh, it look, oh, it looks like it. Why you figuring that out? I'm gonna replace my Louis C.K. like mentioned. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just put Cat right there. <laughs> and, and where Louis C.K. was, and Bill Burr is now in the ten. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The problem with these like comedians, they have not had like a good special. Like their last couple bodies of work works. I don't. I did not find them funny. Bill Burr's wasn't good. Ali Sadiq's Domino Effect too. I personally didn't find it that funny. Like it was very real, like you know, emotional. Da 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 da. But that goddamn Domino Effect, the first one, that's the last special I saw that had me like knee slapping, curled over, laughing my ass off. So like, I get into people on this you know one what? all the time. I'm going to put, you know who I'm going to put on? This going this going to be a carrot top situation. And I'm putting them on this. Yeah, y'all. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm putting this one on, uh, not based off his general career, but just kind of the place that he held in like his first two or three specials within my formative years. I'm putting on my top 10 Joe Rogan. <laughs> Man, really? Whoa! Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> How? He's got, he's got two specials where I'm like, this shit is fucking funny. All right, man. That's I have it. never, yeah, I haven't seen a Joe Rogan stand. I haven't, I've never. Seen Neither has anybody stand else. <laughs> now I gotta go. Now I gotta go watch these shits. <laughs> I think I will draw stick figures on it. <laughs> so my thing, my 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 recent favorite comedy special, and I've talked about it on here. And it was critically acclaimed, but like when you talk to people about it, a lot of people are like, "Oh, I wasn't feeling it." I love fucking Rothaniel, um, with Jared Carmichael. Oh, is that Gerard Carmichael? Yeah. yeah that, I, wait, I is, love it, that is, shit. is it pronounced Jared or Gerard? It's Gerard. It's Gerard Carmichael. Okay, 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 gotcha. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't find him funny either. Yeah, I find that shit. Baron I Vaughn, so like I, in terms of that like quirky black guy humor, I would say Donald Glover, Baron Vaughn are probably the only two that I kind of like. I think he does. Do I think he does what Donald Glover's looking like, what Donald Glover wishes he could do, because I think Donald Glover comes more along the lines of like, 
I think Donald Glover, and I'm gonna, I'll just, I'll just say what I'm gonna say, and we can talk about how problematic it is afterwards. I think Donald Glover is like the black kid who who never hung out with black kids, and and I don't, I don't think it's quirky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Carmichael is actually a quirky black guy, um, which I think is a is a is a fine distinction. I think, I think we label the Donald Glovers of the world yeah. as quirky when we really just want to say that you don't have any real black friends. Um, but you know. I feel like there's a there's a big there's a big cross section. Of those two things, though, like there's a huge cross section of that. For, for of sure, for sure, for sure. Because I don't think Baron Baron Vaughn, Donald Glover, Gerard Carmichael, fucking shit, even Michael Che to an extent, and who's the other one? Eric Andre and Hannibal Burris. I don't think any of them make comedy for black people. I think I think I think I probably would have thought that about Carmichael if I had started with his other comedy specials first and not started with Rothaniel. Rothaniel was some black ass shit. Okay, maybe. But I think I stand on my general point. Yeah, and like, and like, and like I gave I gave the caveat I gave the caveat that I gave because like I love Rothaniel, and again like the critics loved it. But when you talk to people, most of my conversations go like this. So like I, I get because who, who's who are the quirky black comedians that don't seem like they were slightly uh, rejected by the community a little bit, if that you know makes sense. Carmichael. Like who are the quirk? Okay, yeah. So we got one. We got one. We got one contentious one. Everybody else is like, "That's what that's what the quirky black guy comedy is," and it's mostly not funny to me, yeah. with a few exceptions. I don't know, man. Donald Glover had some hits, man. I don't give a fuck. Oh no, no, Donald. Yeah, that, that was fucking, the exception. Yeah, that fucking yeah. weirdo is hilarious. I've seen him live twice. That motherfucker is funny. Went to the hat store and I bought myself. And I bought a hat myself a hat. Y'all heard old school hip hop? Terrible. <laughs> Hannibal Burris, Hannibal Burris' shit on old school hip hop was fucking hilarious. Fucking yeah, maybe, maybe. Hip-hop. Why is there a sign hip-hop. language word for Nidlet already? Why is that already? <laughs> it's just funny anytime you make fun of like old school hip hop, bro. Like looking back on it, is it's just so much meat there that you could just like. Oh my god, bro. Yeah. Woke up just yesterday and I had coal in my eyes. Said I text my bitch right beside my bed. I told her lies. You know, it's like it's just so easy. You know? oh my God. That's good. That, I, somebody should because is that a re- that's not a real one? Is it? you just made that up? Right? I just made that up. That's that sounds like if somebody were to do like throwback uh, like rap, but with like modern toxic lyrics like brent fire right oh yeah yeah we should no, do it like, like we should that. do that yeah <laughs> old school rap with modern <laughs> toxic <laughs> lyrics yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and told my bitch lies is a, oh, is a hilarious concept, i Sugar got two many hoes but baby girl i still want you <laughs> <laughs> um okay is there any uh any remaining bits before we close this close this bad boy out well look if you see uh, a, oh, 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 what the fuck? another layer, you got another layer. Excuse me, excuse me. <clears throat> no, that was it. He he thinking about Donald Glover stand up man and carrot top. Yeah. You know, he, he's yeah, got him in the just mood. Call me in the rapture. I tell you, Anita Baker. I feel you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, look, if you Play see a uh, white executive, yes, manifest destiny <laughs> right there. <laughs> Um, if you see a uh, if you see a white executive coming to you with a uh, floral floral print uh, muumu dress and a um, uh, poorly pressed wig, uh, and you're a black actor in Hollywood, um, you're not really seeing a red flag. You might be over exaggerating that red flag. Uh, but at the same time, if you've been arrested <laughs> thirty fucking times and you think that that has nothing to do with your you know career trajectory, it might be you that's waving the red flag. 
Oh, you're no still smoke cat Williams. That's we don't want no smoke. No, you're still the top. Not. Like you still literally you're the number one on my top ten list. Please <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this has been Waving the Red Flag Podcast. It's been Eddie, Josh, Alvin. If you want bonus content, just become a membership a, a member of, of our channel or whatever. So you can do that on YouTube, you can do it on Spotify, you can do it on Patreon, any of those places. Wherever you're listening, just become a member there. You get the bonus content. For those of you watching on YouTube, like it, subscribe it, turn on the notification bell, and We'll see y'all next week. That's it. Peace, peace, peace. I said a hip hop, the hippie, the hippie. Yeah, we're going to record the podcast. Um, <laughs> Ban podcast microphones. I said black folks can't say shit. <laughs> uh, it's a red flag. All right, let's see.